Welcome back, everyone, to a another episode. I would I would almost say it's a little sad because as of today, it is December twenty seventh. It is. It's the day after the the day of the day after Christmas. However, you know today is kind of special. You know why, Dylan? I couldn't tell you. I think you know. Why do you think it is? Everyone. Special? Everyone, it's Dylan's birthday today. <laughs> we're not going to tell you how old he is. It's not ladylike. It's a breach of privacy. Yeah, we're not going to tell you how old he <laughs> is, but it's Dylan's <sighs> birthday. It's his day of birth, everyone, so little golf snaps to if you're, you're in the car. Some people it's celebrated, and to some people it could be hated. That's true. As you, you know what? That's a good point, you know. All our lives we want to get, like, older, mm-hmm. you know, as, like, teenagers. And then, like, if you ask, like, your parents, and it's completely flopped. They're like, don't you mention my birthday. Don't you mention another year I about to me. Ever, I, I guess after 18, like, birthdays are still cool. Just I goes guess. downhill. <laughs> like, after 18, just to me, like, Andrew gets mad at me because I'm just, I'm not a birthday guy. Mm. Like, I'm just not. Like, everybody that I've seen today, like, outside of work, they're like, what'd you do for your birthday? I'm like, I went to work. I went to work. Man, I mean, honestly, <laughs> I, I, I was worthless today. I didn't do... Anything to benefit our company today. <laughs> Not one thing. You got plenty of food. All I did was cost them money. Yeah. But you and didn't when cost I say money. them, I mean me. Me. <laughs> but, like, no, nothing. Not a darn thing. That's okay sometimes. I was late. Yeah, you just, you don't have to. I left yourself. early. <laughs> <laughs> like, that's all it needs to be said. I was late and I left early. So. Happy birthday, Dylan. <laughs> Happy birthday to me. <laughs> uh, no, birthdays are still fun. That's just like, I don't know. To me, it's just another day in paradise. I understand. You know? Like, mm-hmm. it's not a bad day, by all means, but I mean, I was like a little excited this morning. Well, good. But it's just not. People don't treat it like they used to mm-hmm. when you get older. So then you're just like, well, okay. <laughs> Yeah, <laughs> now I got to go to work. So right. <laughs> oh well. So, but yeah. Well, let's start with you, Jackson, and tell us about your life over the past couple of weeks. We we've been, not been around. We've been in my in the holidays, and well, I don't think we recorded last week. We didn't, did we? No, because church got canceled <laughs> due to sickness. That's true. So yeah, we uh we thought we've been not been around in a while. So uh, we're gonna let Jackson catch us up on his life. Well, everyone, as we all know, Christmas just happened. Christmas is a time of giving, a time of cheer. I do want to update everyone. There's approximately 363 days, 6 hours, 33 minutes, and 5 seconds till the next Christmas. <laughs> yes. And that's the last countdown you'll hear for approximately probably 360 days. <laughs> and then we will resume it three days out or something like that. But Christmas, you know, it was good. Got a lot of gifts, you know, Amazon wish lists are coming in, you know, just clutch. They do every year because, you know, it, it, I kind of just like treat it like a normal wish list and I'll just fill it up. And then when people are like, hey, what do you want for Christmas? I'm just like, send link. And it's so much easier because like there's nothing on there that you couldn't, that you could get me that I'd be like, oh, I really didn't want that. Like, because I wanted every bit of that. And that's why I put it on there. So, you know, Amazon wish list. Just came in clutch this year, and I got everything on there. Not everything, but everyone who shopped. Maybe it's because when they asked me, I kind of just sent them a link. <laughs> but 
they just chose from that, and that's what I got. And I was like, I'm great with that. I got everything that I wanted, so it was a good Christmas. Dylan, I know you don't love being born around Christmas. That's okay. I'm but you let us know. From the point of view from a December baby. A December 20th, like that 20th to the 31st, babies are always like, let's just wait till Christmas and then yeah. we'll celebrate it. So tell us, give us a little insight on that land. I mean, it's... Honestly, as a child, I never really knew it. Mm. Like my parents did a really good job of separating. Oh, well, that's good. Christmas and birthday. My family also did a good job, but as I get older, mm. it actually is getting worse. <laughs> like, it, yeah, because what happens is with the fog of Christmas and the birth of Jesus Christ, Amen. Which should overshadow me. I'm glad it. Does. I'm glad it. Does. <laughs> but like, like. As you get older, and I guess less significant to some people, like, you just completely get overshadowed with Christmas. And because there's like a lot of memes going on or going around about this right now. And it's like, actually, I have one on my phone because I sent it to Ty today. And it says, it's a cat, a little fat cat. Little fat cat. And it says, December 27th through December 31st. Um, confused, full of cheese, and unsure of the day of the week. <laughs> and it's like just this cat. So I'm going to have to show you now because it's actually, I think it's pretty hilarious. But, oh, not the video I want. That was some lady making bread. <laughs> there. Goofy. <laughs> yeah. So I was, I was showing him the, the, the video. But, like, people just honestly forget because they're like just used to the Christmas time thing, and then I got a little feedback over here. I don't know. You hear that? I do. Huh? That's weird. It stopped. So, uh, <laughs> <laughs> like people just they just tend to forget, and that's okay. Like I'm not saying you have to remember my birthday, but. It's hard to keep up the the week between Christmas and New Year's to me. Just honestly, seems like a lost cause. Mm-hmm. I feel like we should. If I'm ever president, I'm gonna actually make this change. But like, I'm gonna inflict a rule that says you have to stay in your house between December 25th <laughs> and December 31st. Oh, and you're not allowed out, and you have to basically hibernate. I'm okay with recharge that. your social battery. You know. I don't think everybody would take that. I think everybody would probably be behind that. Like businesses closed, Walmart closed, everything is closed. Just prepare, get ready for it. Do not leave, or else you will be shot. <laughs> <laughs> it's like the Hunger Games. Hunger like Games. And if you leave your house, just know unless it's a medical emergency and you have to prove it. If you're having a heart attack, <laughs> show me. Show me. Show me you're having a heart attack, <laughs> and I might let you go to the hospital. Which will be closed. So <laughs> I'm just saying, I'm just kidding. That, that's awful. But it's just a weird time. But I, what I was going to say is if you're tired of Christmas, because some people are, and you're looking forward to maybe another, uh, another holiday, there are actually, excuse me, there are actually several holidays in January that you can be looking forward to. How about the 4th? 
National Spaghetti Day. <gasps> it is. It is. And the fifth is National Bird Day. Mm-hmm. No way. The seventh is Orthodox Christmas. Merry Christmas to the Jews. I think I don't really know if that's I don't know how that works, <laughs> but uh, then the ninth Law Enforcement Appreciation Day. Really, that deserves like a moment of silence. Like nobody ever. Sorry. Yeah. So, uh, <laughs> like no one. Why are these more public? The eleventh is a Human Trafficking Awareness Day. Oh my. Okay. So yeah. Um, and then the twelfth, Kiss a Ginger Day. Really. Only if you have a ginger significant other. Do not seek them out. Do not see. Don't <laughs> cheat. I don't know, like, a lot of gingers. In the fifth day, or the, the biggest day, I guess, Martin Luther King Jr. Day. Don't ask. We will be working on Monday the 15th. Mm. <coughs> um, oh, the 16th, two holidays. Religious Freedom Day. Okay. And then Appreciate a Dragon Day. So... Which is better? I don't know. <laughs> I kidding. honestly don't either. What is it again? A dra- appreciate a dragon. <sighs> You're ta- talking about the things that don't even exist now? That's what it says. And we're supposed to appreciate them. And this is windcalendar.com, so I feel like it's pretty accurate. I mean... <laughs> windcalendar.com. <laughs> um, <clears throat> on the 27th, a commemoration day for the victims of the Holocaust. Really? I like his a ginger day better. <laughs> it's pretty dark. And then we have uh, Data Privacy Day, 28th. Kansas Day. Why does Kansas get a day? What? Kansas is disgusting. <laughs> this whole state. I have co- sorry, Patricia. I have cousins and <laughs> I have a cousin named Patricia that lives in Kansas. I'm sorry, Patricia, but your state is just <laughs> very bland and tornado-y. Um, ooh, the 30th. We're almost done. National Croissant Day. Croissant. That's and pretty cool. 31st National Hot Chocolate Day. I missed one on the 24th. Yeah. Um, is, actually there's two, National Compliment Day. Oh, okay. And National Peanut Butter Day. Ah. So. Sounds like the 24th I'm celebrating. I'm taking off work the 24th. <laughs> so, <laughs> if, you're lo- if you're ready to look for another holiday, there you go. Wow. You can celebrate National Peanut Butter Day on the 24th. Wow. I'm going to take the day off. I'm going to go make my own peanut butter and uh, Do it. appreciate people. <laughs> I think you should. Let's see. March. I'm just going to pick out one. Uh, the weirdest one from the until July. I'm going to hurry. Um, huh. Oop. National Puppy Day Aww. is March 23rd. Man. Then in April, we have... Uh, ah, World Parkinson's Day. Oh, wow. Okay. To, to celebrate those with Parkinson's. Hmm. Anyway. May. Huh, asthma Day. <laughs> really? Full yeah. day? On the 7th. Hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, hang on. There's, ooh, there's World Tuna Day as well. Oh, my gosh. Ew. Yeah, I know, right? Um, Tuna Day for everything. Come on. Ooh, the World Day Against Child Labor. Against child mm-hmm. labor? Okay. Sustainable Gastronomy Day. Okay. Hmm. Come on. There's got to be something better than that. Almost done. We're in July. I'm going to stop in July. Uh-oh. That's sinful. National Bikini Day is on the 5th of July. 
Celebrate responsibly. Celebrate responsibly. Ooh, the International Day of Friendship is the 30th. Aw. Of what day? Uh, July. July? Aw. Gonna take that day off. Huh? We're gonna take that day off. <laughs> Let's do it. So yeah, that's that's a... There you go. There's some weird holidays if you want to look up some more because they're actually... Some that are weird. Quite vivid. Or not vivid, just like you wouldn't think about that. Hmm. National Roller Coaster Day. Oh. That's cool. I can get behind that. There's National Naval Day. Mm, like the orange? Army. Like, oh, the army. Whatever, like the naval things are in the army. Oh, I thought we were talking about oranges. Why do they call those naval oranges? I don't understand. I think that's like a... Is it just because that's just the, like the breed? I think maybe. Not breed, but like the... Naval... We've got way off track. What? <laughs> it's my fault. No, that's fine. Naval oranges... Let's find out why. ...are a winter orange with thick, bright orange skin and sweet, juicy fruit. That You just described an orange to me. But why is it... Google. Why are the naval oranges called a naval orange? It's Let's the, find out. The navel is also a biological oddity. It's naturally seedless. Huh. You think that's maybe why? Maybe. Let's see. The navel orange. Or why? Okay. Navel oranges were given that name because of the belly bottom formation opposite of the stem. The what? Oh, the bigger the navel in an orange, the sweeter it will be. So it kind of looks like your navel. What does? These navel oranges. That's why they got their name. I've never noticed the navel on an orange. Yeah, it's on the other side, opposite of the stem. Mm. Called, it's because of the belly button formation. Interesting. I said bottom. That was my fault. It's that's funny you said that. I was yeah, like, yeah, yeah, that's my fault. Belly button that? formation. So, oh my goodness. So it comes from your, wow, we're learning so much. It comes from your belly button, which is also called the navel. And so I never, the I never put. The, oh my gosh! <laughs> I, I never just, put two and two. Together. I didn't either. That's stupid. I wonder if some people are like duh, or if some people are like wow. Hmm. I hope a lot of people are like wow because I'm wowed right now. I had no idea. I didn't either. Interesting, hmm. huh? Well, now yeah. you know. If you don't learn anything else today, which I hope you do, but if you don't, you know that the navel oranges came from your belly button because they look like it. That also kind of grosses me out at the same time. Yeah. I I want to see. Hang on. Just look up a navel orange. Nope. The larger the navel, the sweeter the juice. I never noticed them. I want to see the images. I want to know. I mean, they look like a normal orange until you turn it up right side up. Uh, Yeah. Yeah. I do. Okay. I do that. You see it? Yeah. Yeah. I like they look like. To me, that doesn't look. You see that? Yeah. It doesn't look like a belly button to me. Yeah, I know. It's very weird. (laughs) But I guess it has some belly button likenesses. Like, it's just a circle. I don't know. Anyway. Anywho. Proverbs. Sorry. I didn't mean to. I didn't mean to. I don't know. My, my last few weeks have been good. <laughs> I don't know how we, like, got off on the holiday thing. We got off on the birthday, and you just kept going. Sorry. That's okay. That's okay. All right. I'm done. We're Proverbs now. We're back I'm, in Proverbs. I'm muting my mic. Oh, my goodness. <laughs> We're back in Proverbs now. Um, we got done with Proverbs 12, and so we hope, again, that you like this kind of method that we're going with, of just kind of picking out a couple. Uh, also, we hope that you're reading them for yourself, kind of coming up with your own kind of favorite verses, maybe highlighting some stuff. Um, 
if you do that in your Bible or taking some notes. Um, however you like to do it, we hope you're learning something. Uh, but today we are in chapter 13 of Proverbs. Uh, we do not have a crazy amount of time. Uh, so we're going to speed through this kind of, um, but not take away anything. So if we don't get to everything, we'll probably come back next episode just so we're not uh, skipping out on anything. But I'll read first. I'm going to read probably just the first, I'm just going to read the first 10 verses, not kind of overwhelm us, but just just a little bit. Actually, I want to make sure I get a page. Yep, we'll do 10. All right. Proverbs 13, verse 1. A wise son hears his father's instruction, but a scoffer does not listen to rebuke. From the fruit of his mouth, a man eats what is good, but the desire of the treacherous is for violence. Whoever guards his mouth preserves his life. He who opens wide his lips come to ruin. The soul of the sluggard uh, craves and gets nothing, while the soul of the diligent is richly supplied. The righteous um, hates falsehood, but the wicked brings shame and disgrace. Righteousness guards him whose way is blameless, but sin overthrows the wicked. Uh, one pretends to be rich, yet has nothing. Another pretends to be poor, yet has great wealth. The ransom of a man's life is his wealth, but a poor man hears no threat. The light of the light, the light of the righteous rejoices, but the lamp of the wicked will be put out. But insolence comes nothing but strife. But with uh, those who take advice is wisdom. Wealth, I'm gonna, you know what? I'm just gonna go. Wealth gained hastily will dwindle, but whoever gathers little by little will increase it. That that seems like a good place to stop. Dylan, take it away. It, what kind of verses in just those first 11 stood out to you? Mm, I don't know. You go first. So I don't want to take yours. Oh, I mean, I got plenty up in here. Um, the one that kind of stood out to me the most that I struggle with sometimes, and I, and I feel like I'm not the only one, is verse 3. Uh, it says, whoever guards his mouth preserves his life. He who opens wide his lips comes to ruin. So this is a, a fancy phrase I like to call um, word vomit. It is, you know, where you talk too much, usually for your own good. Sometimes you could get yourself into trouble or, or I don't know, talk yourself out of a situation. could be good, I guess. But most of the time, you know, I suffer from this um, just by talking too much when I need to listen, listen more. You know, this proverb is a good one to kind of keep reading over and over again and kind of just keep it in your back pocket to keep reminding me and reminding hopefully others uh, to think uh, before we speak, you know. Um, you know, that's also a form of wisdom that says right there. It, in fact, will pr- preserve your life. You know, that also can be in, insu- oh, what's the word? insinuating other possibilities that might save your life on, you know, fill in the blank. But basically, just don't suffer from word vomit. Think before you speak. Read this proverb over and over again, and and um, and then that's a form of wisdom: is not just open your mouth every time and just listening, guarding uh, your mouth, and it can preserve your life. I think a lot of people struggle with that and don't want to admit it. <laughs> <laughs> well, I'm definitely one of them. That's for sure. Um, I really like the light of the righteous rejoices but the lamp of the wicked will be put out. I like that a lot. So in life, and this is, you know, strictly my opinion, 
I'm not preaching the gospel here. But you can look at situations two different ways, right? You can look at it from a good perspective or a bad perspective. You know, like for me, you know, some people love college and they hate college or they're really good at school or they're miserable at school. Or, you know, you see people who struggle with certain situations and then you see people thrive in the very same situation. And I like this, <coughs> excuse me, because it says the light of the righteous rejoices. You know, we <coughs> as Christians, as followers of Christ, we should be quote unquote the righteous. Now, being a righteous person doesn't mean that you're a perfect person. But it just means you're seeking out what is right. You're seeking out, you're diligently trying to be a good person, to do what's right. But the light that we give off, you know, it should be a magnet. It should be happy. It should be, you know, all all the good things that you hear. And then it says the lamp of the wicked will, will be put out. So if you're seeking bad things, you have you know, a bad mindset or whatever, then you're going to find bad things. And you can do that with anything. You can do that with work. You can do it with school. You can do it with people. You know, if you are mad at somebody, and you can see if you can agree with this, like if you're angry with a person and you want to find the bad in that person, what percent of the time do you think you'll find the bad? Oh, probably. If you're angry at somebody, you want to find it probably a hundred. One hundred percent every time. Yeah. Like if you're angry with somebody and you're trying to dig up dirt, you'll find it. Because let's be real, we all have it. Okay. But that's basically what you know. The lamp of the wicked. If you're seeking wicked, if you're doing bad things. I'm sorry. Bless you. We're a mess. If you're seeking out <laughs> wickedness, if you're trying to live your life based on bad things, and then your light's going to go out. But in the same situation, in the same life, if you're righteous, if you're seeking out and doing your best to do what's right, then your light will rejoice. You'll be happy instead of seeking out what is bad. So there's, there's two coins to life. It's good or bad. You know, there really is no in-between. It's either you're happy or you're not. And what I see here is if we're seeking out righteousness, then we're rejoicing, we're happy, we're, you know, spreading this light. And if you're wicked, well, eventually it's going to go dark. It's going to catch it. Catch yeah. ya. Yeah, so we're going to keep reading here. Yeah. Let's see. Did you get 12? Yeah, just starting 12. So hope deferred makes the heart sick, but a desire fulfills is a tree of life. Whoever despises the word... Well, that was coming. Whoever despises the word brings destruction on himself, but he who uh, reverses the commandment will be rewarded. The teaching of the wise is a fountain of life that one may turn away from the snares of death. Good sense wins favor, but the way of the treacherous is their ruin. Every prudent man acts with knowledge, but a fool flaunts his folly. A wicked messenger falls into trouble, but a faithful enjoys... Oh, excuse me. A wicked messenger falls into trouble, but a faithful envoy brings healing. Poverty and disgrace comes to him who ignores instruction, but whoever heeds reproof is uh, honored. 
A desire fulfilled is sweet to the soul, but to turn away from evil is an abomination to fools. Whoever walks with the wise becomes wise, but the companion of fools will suffer harm. Disaster pursues sinners, but the righteous are rewarded with good. A good man leaves an inheritance to his children's children, but the sinner's wealth is laid up for the righteous. The fallow ground of the poor would yield much food, but is swept away through injustice. Whoever spares his rod hates his son, but he who loves him is diligent to discipline him. And the righteous has enough to satisfy his appetite, but the belly of the wicked suffers want. Sorry, I feel like I need—I feel like I need to sneeze again, but it's oh. not. No, it's fine. All right, we're fine. So I actually have two, but I'm just gonna say one, and then I'm gonna let you go, and then, and then I might say the other one. But so verse, um, starting on verse 15, uh, good good sense uh, wins favor, but the way of the treacherous is their ruin. You know this proverb is very similar to you know this reoccurring theme that we really just hear echoes of 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 that we need to place our value in wisdom and then it's compared to you know the unrighteous the path you know this one it's the treacherous past that leads to ruin you know this focuses more i think on the the future consequences or rewards of our actions whether we tr- we choose to take the path of wisdom or take the unrighteous path but, you know it reminds me of uh, one of my favorite christmas movies um, spirited. If you have not watched it, it's on Apple TV. It is like a rendition of the uh, what is it? The Dickinson. Yeah, it's uh, Ebenezer Scrooge. I can't remember his first name though. Who wrote it? Charles Dickinson. Charles. Yes, the Scrooge, the Christmas Carol. It's kind of like a revamped version. Um, it's a very good show. I recommend it. Um, you know, laughable. Anywho. It shows that in this movie, kind of like some of the last lines, won't give away the ending, but some of the last lines is being good isn't just like an overnight willy-nilly thing. You know, it's a decision every day for us to wake up. And I guess we can translate the good into being living wise. So like it's a decision every day. When we wake up, we have a decision to choose to live you know, wisely, you know, in the eyes of God, a righteous life, or we can choose to live a, a treacherous life. And this one here, it leads to ruin. So, you know, by deciding when you get up, kind of choosing which one you want to be, you know, this is something that, you know, it's good to keep reading. Whenever you wake up or whenever you come to like a decision to always think, you know, by using good sense, you know, if we're found with using good sense, that's what it says, we're going to be gaining favor or be favorable and i definitely want to be found you know favorable you know throughout um this life because you know if we choose to live favorably um you know it's going to be filled with god's love is you know his righteous living and you know best part about it is favor you know but um like again i just want to stress this you know proverbs are probabilities they're not like for sure even if you you know you can ask me and Dylan, even if you live life righteously to the best of your ability, uh, you know, we're not perfect, but try every day choosing to choose the, the wise path. It always doesn't, you know, mean that we're going to win every situation or anything like that. Mm-hmm. You know, it's it's definitely, we're still definitely in the real world. But, you know, 
this real world's not our only place. And we're obviously, we're wanting to go, want to go on. We're wanting to leave this world and be found favorable, more importantly, in God's eyes. So, I like that one. I, I like verse 20. I don't know. Is that, is that yours? No, 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 no. So verse 20 says, whoever walks with the wise becomes wise, but the companion of fools will suffer harm. You know, going along with the theme of wisdom, you know, there is some amazing insight to your life in the phrase, you are who you hang out with. You know, it's probably something that your parents used to say, you know. Bless you. Bless you. Excuse me. Um, probably something that your parents used to say, your grandparents, you know, all these things. But here's here's something that a quote that I read, uh, I don't know, six or eight months ago, and uh, can't really get it out of my mind. But it said, if you're the smartest person, or if you're the wisest person in the room, get out. You know I mean? So if you're the wisest person in the room, then get out. Because what's the challenge? Hmm. If you're the smartest then everyone else around you is foolish. Because there's 99% of the time, if you walk into a room when you're the smartest, then you're in a room of pretty not smart people. And let me explain this a little bit. You know, not saying that you're ignorant or you're dumb, but we live our life learning, right? Kind of like verse 18, poverty and disgrace comes to him who ignores instruction, but whoever heeds reproof is honored, right? So we spend our life, you know, intermingling generations of people. So, uh, you know, you go to Walmart, and I know during COVID they had an old person hour. Really? Where, yeah, they like and they would open mm. really early in the morning specifically for the 80-year-olds and up. Oh, my goodness. Or 70-year-olds Interesting. and up. Interesting. Just because it was hard for them right? Okay. during the pandemic. But... 99% of the time, you're intergenerationally mingling with people. And I'm sorry, but if I'm sitting in a room with a 70-year-old man, he's probably smarter than me. Hmm. You know, because, well, he's had about 46 more years of experience than me. Chip, fast-footed that man. Yeah, people are going to figure out how old you are now. Wow. <laughs> <laughs> but um, so if you're the smartest in the room, then leave. And when you do find that core group of people that, you know, you decide to spend your time with and you decide to surround yourself with, you know, and as you get older, it's kind of sad, but as you get older, your circle really becomes really small. Yeah. You know, I, I've heard that at the end of the day, like when you die, if you can say that you had one or two close friends that you're doing better than the average person, hmm. like as you get older. You know, but, or maybe not die. Let's just say you're 50s or 60s. You know, if you have one or two good friends, then you, besides your spouse, you know, you win. But yeah. when you find those group of people that are encouraging, that build you up, that, you know, don't say things behind your back, that, you know, that group of people, stay with them. Okay? Learn from each other. Bounce ideas off of each other, you know, and and that's that's wisdom. There's a lot of wisdom in being around the right people and not being surrounded by foolish people. You know, if you're in a situation in your life where you feel like you're the smartest person in the room everywhere you go, well, first of all, let's talk about a sin called pride 
And then second of all, if that's really, really the truth, then you need to be challenged. And you need to go find another room to be in to where maybe you can learn something instead of teaching others because everybody ha- everybody needs to be challenged. Yeah. Everybody needs to be instructed, not instructing. So that's the one I like. Oh, that's pretty good. So the last one that I got was, it, I guess this was just like a, like a little willy-nilly kind of like soapbox kind of one, but it, it's verse 24. It says, Whoever spares the rod hates his son, but he who loves him is diligent to discipline him. I just kind of read that. I was like, Psh, just read, you know, read this to any parent who doesn't believe in discipline. Because <laughs> it says, whoever spares the rod hates his son. You know, I mean, it doesn't use, like, kind language. It hates. Like, that's a strong word. You know, obviously, this is figure speech. We're not talking about beating somebody with a rod, you know. But, you know, when I hear rod, you know, I think of a big iron thing. Yeah, that's not what we're... That's not what we're meaning here. But discipline in general, and I think this could be like in you know helpful to me one day. Obviously, I'm not no father, but no father. I'm not no father out here. I don't have no kids. But to keep in mind for one day that when you see your children, you know, doing something, you know, it needs to that is wrong. It needs to be corrected, not with the rod. I'm not going to say that. <laughs> don't do it with the rod, but. You know, there's, you know, there's wisdom in disciplining your children. And it's not because you hate them. You know, the kids might think that. I know I thought that. You know, they might think, oh, my gosh, they don't love me. Well, you know, but it's opposite. It's not that way at all. It's really just to help show that true parental love towards your children. You know, my, uh, I have two nephews right now that are very young. They're turning two this year. Um, well, in January. They're very young. But they're also getting little toods on them, like little attitudes. You know, they're kind of getting a little mean towards each other. If one has a toy the other one wants, they'll go over and take it. Well, you know, I've had to see some some harsh, not harsh, but some strong-willed parenting be happening over the holiday season, especially with new toys. You know, Sam will just get angry and take Joe's toy and then and then hit him. And then you just watch Maggie spring up from the table or something like that. And you just know it's about to go down. We know we don't hit Joe. That's not the one right way to do things. But, you know, and that, and he just sits there and cries because he's two. He doesn't know. But that's going to leave an imprint. And so that's, that's an, this other, th- that verse kind of uh, stuck with me on how to, to think about that, especially when you come, become a, a dad one day. You know, not yet. I guess, you know, I come a dog dad first, then inflict <laughs> some discipline on my dog if it pees in the house or something. But, you know, that kind of helps develop a strong character. Um, I owe a lot of good morals and, like, faithful living towards my parents um, just because of the way they raised me. Now, I I will say, you can talk to my sisters. I did not get beat as a child. They did. I just say I was better. I did. (laughs) Golly. I did not get beat as a child. Uh, But it, what they did do, it still had a lasting impact on me. So I will say nobody can truly understand the cry <laughs> after your parents spank you. Yeah. My mom, weak. Weak. My dad, he was like I have never cried like that. And he would leave me like he would leave me by myself. <laughs> and I'd be like <laughs> <laughs> So what he used to do, real quick, I won't go into a long elaborate story about naval oranges this time, but <laughs> like 
anytime we would get in trouble when he was home, he'd be like, he wouldn't look. I mean, my dad's like a not a mean guy. Like, oh, honestly, yeah, no. like if you, if he's yelled at me before and it scared me, but I mean, like most of the time he's you know laughs, fun. But like, if we got in trouble as kids, he just look at you and said, "Go to the bathroom," uh. and he made you sit on the bathtub on the edge of the bathtub and wait for a minimum of thirty minutes. So that way, like, it's all building. Like, you have to sit there and think about what you've done. Oh, yeah. And then he would absolutely blister <laughs> your behind. And then he would just walk out. Walk away. Not even give you a hug. Not even just walk out of the room and shut the door. And I would sit in there for an hour and just be like, <laughs> I can't believe he did that to me, you know. So nobody understands that. The true cry of a disciplined child. And, and look, look at the man you've become because he's done it. Yeah, I don't know about that. I don't know anyway, about that. Anyway, <laughs> take us home. Um, guys, we hope you uh, enjoyed Proverbs chapter 13. Read it for yourself. There's a lot of good wisdom in here, obviously. Wisdom series. We're going to keep going uh, in verse uh, chapter 14 next week. Um, sorry for the little sabbatical, but we're here to stay. So hope you all all had a happy holidays, a Merry Christmas. Um, New Year's is coming up. You know, kiss someone you love. <laughs> When the ball drops. <laughs> uh, but hope you uh, had some good time with your family and everything like that. Uh, remember, we here at the uh, Coffee in Christ podcast love you as well as Jesus. So have a good day. <laughs>